and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another edition to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Uh, sitting with myself and the Hattrick, we're actually physically in person and not one on the phone this time. I've so made it to Edinburgh, yes, I paid to... the tolls and I got here. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he mugged some more granny. <laughs> the <laughs> SNP tolls, I managed to have to stop every <laughs> mile, pay another pound. <laughs> All these border controls have been set up already. <laughs> it's, like, it's like being with the Picts over, I think, over how many thousand years back. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, oh, wow. So, people, the election is finally over, which is a bonus. We're yep. going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, because obviously there's going to be every Tom, you've, Dick and Abdul yeah, or Harry or whatever. You've probably had your fill of the election. election. We've probably had it fed up with it as back to <laughs> the back teeth. But we'll come back to that in a second. Um, certainly, wow, what can I say? It's been an interesting week. It's been a good few days. It has yeah. been exciting though. It yeah. has, the whole thing's been quick. I think nobody <laughs> knew what you know, it'd be such a scale of that victory. As we just said, we weren't going to talk about the election, yeah. but so, now we are. But, well, but know, it's, been, it's, it's, it's just been different because nobody expected it. So it just shows you all these polls, people telling them one thing and then doing the other. <laughs> we'll come back to them, we'll talk more now because it's been like bonkers. It's been, it's been very interesting and all the, the usual. But when, see, that's one thing, we don't talk about the election, we talk these Muppets down in London who uh-huh. are the, the are the activists who are like defacing crap. Oh yes, I did that on the... Because they want These people who are, these people, if you're like, these people who are Defacing a war yeah, memorial, yeah. which is there to respect yeah. the people who actually fought to give us the democracy that we're in today, yeah. and they're defacing it. They're basically. Well, I, think they, I mean, if, if seventy years ago, if the people had had that same attitude as the ones who are defacing it today, they, we wouldn't be speaking German at this point because exactly. they wouldn't have bothered to get off their rear end to go and fight or exactly. do anything. They'd just exactly. said, "Oh well, they're bigger than us. They must be better. That's it. We don't want to fight back, so we'll just let them win." I mean, today, I mean, there was this horrendous person, Laurie Penny, who is one of these left-wing feminists, who basically defended them, saying, oh, well, you know, I'm sure that the, 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 those who lost their lives in, mm-hmm. you know, in, during the Second World War would somehow <coughs> would have wanted the welfare state to be protected. Well, hang on, the welfare state wasn't really created properly until after that, when you had, you know, welfare didn't really start coming in until well into 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, so it's quite a recent thing overall. Okay, you had the, they had the NHS, but... I mean, you know, it was, you can't, you know, the most people in the Second World War would have looked at what we have today and thought, ah, oh, it was horrible, you know. Yeah. You, it's, it's a completely different thing. And, and for them to deface this, for this for attention, is ridiculous. It's like the anti-capitalist rallies on Saturday where they were injuring police and everything. Um, I mean, utterly horrendous. They can't accept the democratic <clears throat> result, you know. Well, was, it, was it James Dangpole calls them the, the, the feminarty or something? The femin- Feminazis. Feminazis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not that we're saying, not that we're saying nobody's Nazis, but yeah. a podcaster called James Dillingpole, and he likes to call the, the females or the left-wing feminists feminazis. It's really quite funny. It's yeah, he gets an interesting following because of that. You know, yeah. you know, but uh, he wonders why people drive past him in black tight <laughs> windows, cars slowly. Oh, he gets yeah. he's universally kind of gets all sorts of things happening. Basically, <laughs> his, his his I do like his podcast. It's very very good, and he is very funny. 
because he just he just he does a very good uh, books. One of them is three hundred and sixty five days, three hundred and sixty five ways to um, annoy a liberal, um, <laughs> and it's worth it. Just honestly, some of the quotes are absolutely fantastic. Right. Oh, um, we're trying not to talk too much about politics because people really stick to the back teeth. Uh, <clears throat> but um, aye, so as we were, were saying earlier, these people who are actually down there uh, protesting just because of the kind of tor- the Tories got in. But why are they pro- simple fact is why are they protesting against um, anti-austerity? I, I know, I, well, I know, but why are they protesting against people who have just been voted in government? It's yeah. not them. It's not their fault they're actually in government. It's the people who actually went to the stood in the ballot box and went yeah. put their X and said, yeah. "I want that," yeah. and that's why. So technically, the people who are actually to blame are the people who actually voted. <laughs> True. But then it's a democratic result. At the end of the day, you got a lot of votes. I and mean, what was really encouraging. Um, was the turnout. So, I mean, it's actually been a very democratic turnout because yeah. a lot of people have gone out who, who maybe haven't voted before or haven't voted for a long time. Um, and we're still talking about politics, by the way, but uh, oh, yeah. it seems yes, to be magnetic tonight. But, yeah. we, but we still are. But no, but I mean, yeah, the, the part of the whole anti-capitalist thing is that they just don't like, they want mm. socialism, right? Exactly. Or communism, really. Um, but it wouldn't it would surprise me if some of those people who were marching on the anti-capitalist rallies actually voted Conservative and they just get very quiet and have said to all their mates, oh no, I voted for the Communists. You know, you know, you know. Hey, it might start with a C, but it ain't Communism. So, you know, you know so it is, it is something else. That, uh, no, I'm just um, seeing what's going on news-wise. Um, apart, from, apart from politics, the time being given a little bit. Oh, Alan Sugar has left the Labour Party. Alan Sugar has he's resigned. Yeah, yeah he's, well. he's been a big kind of celebrity for them. A lot of people have so, actually. And actually on the Apprentice now. Uh-huh. Oh, what's the chap who's going to be? It's going to be that's new guy who's going to be replacing. Oh, the chap who used to do it. What's it? You know, it was Mark. It wasn't Mark. It was Karen thingy who was on one side. What was the name of the other chap? Uh, it wasn't Tim. Oh, what's his name? But it's now going to be Claude. Who you know when they used to do the, the one when they had all the interviews. It was Claude, somebody, and he's like the most, I mean, hard-line guy to do an interview with uh-huh. um, uh, because he despises <coughs> everybody and he just takes apart anyone and anything. So he's now going to be Alan's right-hand man uh-huh. on the actual, he's replacing the chap who's, who was used to be on it, mm-hmm. uh, which, <laughs> that really makes sense, but it, for people who know The Apprentice, they'll know who it is. Um, so now it's going to be Claude who's going to be the right-hand man. I reckon he's going to fire people halfway through even a night's session. If he's he's going to take no nonsense, and if he sees somebody not pulling their weight or talking rubbish, he's just going to say off you go, and uh, it's it's going to be. I, I can't wait for the next one. I think it's probably September time, but um, but it's going to amazing, be good. amazing. The programs. I was just reading the amazing about. Um, obviously, for me personally, it comes to programs on the telly. I more watch the a lot of American stuff. I mean, there's a just you get on the amount of programs actually I watch. Some are actually good. They're actually been cancelled just after one season. There's a, a program called Forever, which is really good. It's uh, basically about a guy. It's a New York cop. It's sort of a New York crime drama, um. and it's a but it's a guy who has been. He's almost like a mortal, but he got shot, and something happened to him when he went into the water way back in the like eighteen whatever hundreds, and uh, he's he's basically but he's living in present day. He's a medical examiner, but every time he gets shot or killed, he he, he comes alive again, wakes up in the the the, the river, the, the sea with. It. Um, in New York and he, and he starts again <laughs> it was, it's right. bizarre but it's quite yeah. interesting it's quite good but uh, they're cancelling after one season there's a lot, one, a lot of them are cancelling after one yeah. season yeah I think there's so many of them that's the thing I mean yeah. I, admit, I was a big fan of The Walking Dead uh, I used to watch that quite a bit I, didn't, I, I watched the last the last couple of but I kind of knew where it was going 
in this one after a while. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, I've, I've watched. I think I watched the first season. I didn't really watch much of the second season, and I watched season four and season five quite a bit because um, mm. we had it on Sky and we got it straight away. In fact, when I was in America, we got it the night before Britain got it, which was mm. quite good. Um, but it was. It, it's. I, it seems now even more than movies. That's where all the big companies are doing it. They're all kind of come up yeah, with these big because they're, they're more. I think I'm saying they're more hard hitting. They're more. I'd actually say they're more graphic in than a movie. Yeah, right, some of, that's what put me off a little bit on some of the some of the themes on The Walking Dead. Actually, put me off. Well, I, I find them because actually, I didn't well, like the storylines. Well, the, the the one that's kicking off at the moment it started with Chicago Fire, and yeah. then that's a season ahead. Anybody Chicago, they did a crossover. Yeah. And they, they brought out Chicago PD, and that's been good. That's in season three, but they're renewing it for five and three. So basically, be yeah. Chicago Fire season three, five, um, or is it, I can't um, five, and you got you'll have Chicago PD uh, season four. Yeah. And, but they also done another one because this is all done by uh, Thingy Fo- um, Think Dick, Fo- Dick Wolf, who does right. a lot of the stuff. Um, he they now brought out they're doing Chicago Med, so that'll be another one which is good. All oh, right, so, so that, medical so centre, it's a, a hospital basically, so which, yeah. which should be good. So they're bringing this is they're kicking off that series, but obviously they are very good when they do the crossovers because the crossover it's the same one with the Law and Order yeah. Special Victims Unit. Ah, that was and they did the one I'm sure with them with Without a Trace, didn't they? I'm sure Without well, a Trace it, did a turn did a swap with with one of them. No, wasn't Without a Trace, uh, but it's been crossover with. Uh, did they not do one, one with somebody else? No, um, I mean that was I, I really used to like Without a Trace that was one of my favourites mm. I did like that um, but no it's, so basically it's SVU or yeah. is going into 17th season goodness me it's still going it's, not, it's getting better it's good it's good, it's good to do the crossovers it makes it more exciting uh-huh. uh, it's a better fun to watch and also if you're like Rookie Blue that's coming back that's uh, that's always due that's a yearly thing like once a year season they are coming back in September, so that's season six. It's coming back, which is good. That's very good. Yeah. And uh, also, I like watching Blue Buds. It's got Tom Selleck in it, which is very good. It's really oh, nice. right. um, all these retired it's celebrities, aren't they? Exactly. They're finding. But they're great. Yeah, they're they're good shows. They're back to. This means you've got the bloated broadcasting corporation, the BBC. You can't. You, you've got the Bolshevik broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Bolshevik broadcasting <laughs> the people, corporation. The, basically, should be the, the license fee should be totally scrapped. <laughs> Uh, because they dish out crap for you. Oh, let's you pay a license fee to watch them, but you get shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just rubbish. It's like really, and it's like no wonder it's like, oh, let's watch EastEnders. It was funny. They did one on an EU referendum when they were in front of Nigel Farage and when the audience uh-huh. were Nigel and um, all of it. Yeah, but the thing is, they, um, the <laughs> Joe Coburn who was introducing it and presenting it. Um, asked the audience how many people would vote to stay in the, in the EU and something like 85% of the hands went up and then thought, well that's fair isn't it surely you'd have an audience that was probably 50-50 <laughs> that was the, kind of the main theme of the night uh, and that but they do I mean they have been really done for, for getting people who are not representative exactly. or the only only like Labour supporters or Greens and you know deliberately to try and play down particular um, politicians and well, that the BBC but, it's just, they're just a, for the time they, they might, when it comes to like holidays and things yeah. like the stuff they dish out they Let's repeat. Was well, like getting rid of Top Gear? You know, they were desperately trying to get rid of Top Gear. Right. Yeah, at the same time, it was making them more money than anything else. And it was funny. It was one of the few programs that was genuinely funny. It's, and it's and well, as I worth say, it. You know, it was great. Uh, 
It's the programme that's beautiful. That programme, I mean, they've, obviously they're lining up some new presenters, but... It's it, never going to be good. It'll it's be, not going to work. That, that, they'll basically oh, shut lucky if it lasts a second series. Yeah. Because yeah. basically the whole programme actually was pretty much turned about into... Them. It was about, about the presenters. About really. them. It was about three oh. middle-aged guys yeah, yeah. that made it fun. They talked about cars and they, oh. it was important what was made. But yeah. Because it's, it's so much <clears> now and they can't just get three other people and make <clears> it the same. Exactly. It, it's just not... Even if they got... And there's good people, don't get me wrong, they were the Radio 2 presenter. What's his name? One of the ginger here. Um, oh. uh, Chris Evans? Chris Evans, yes. He's got yeah. an amazing collection of cars. Uh, um, but uh, the, um, he was, and I think actually he would actually be quite reasonable overall. He wouldn't be bad. And if yeah. they got like Tiffany Dale, yeah, Jodie jo- jo- Kidd was a possibility. Yeah, she might be all right. Although she did that classic car program recently with uh, Quentin Wilson, right? Um, on, and it was okay. But again, they were trying. To, it was too much trying to be like Top Gear. They'll never be. And, it, and uh, they can't. You either have to make it their own or call it something different. To be honest, it's like Pepsi trying to be uh-huh. Coke, which is not going to happen. Yeah, you know, so it's it's that it's that's going to be the issue, isn't it? Because it's just yeah, it's like they have to be original, and I think that's why going back to the dramas. If you get a really good storyline <coughs> and something that catches people's imagination, you'll um, see you're going to see a new version. You're going to see the three Clarks in May and Ham. Uh, Hamm- yeah, Hamm- they're going to go elsewhere. It'll be on ITV or thinking about. I think yeah. ITV. Well, either ITV Channel Four or Sky potentially, but then yeah. similarly, said they've not. They're simply not renewed. Jeremy's contract doesn't say they've actually fired him so there were kind of misquotes I think as to how it was because that's what James May had said that there's no reason why maybe in two or three years time mm-hmm. BBC might not have him back but you know <laughs> you if there's any mess to the world if the money goes up and they desperately need him once they've realised that there's a black hole in the in the accounts <laughs> that, you know oh, minds uh, having 50 million from Top Gear we're having to you know. sack him <laughs> we have to say with 400 staff because we can't afford it anymore no, because it'd be, 400. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be a good few thousand sorry. even on the BBC's salaries but it's still yeah. it's not. sorry we have to fire we have to get rid of you because yeah. uh, we don't have to be anywhere because we shot ourselves in the foot yeah. because we're the bloated broadcasting yeah. corporation but you know if they go somewhere else it'll be great if they go <coughs> to Sky I, I don't even mind watching adverts in between if it means yeah. you get an hours programme or a good hours plus and you get excellent reviews, and it could be even oh, more crazy. You know, I'd be, be a lot, lot better. It's, uh-huh. just, it's crazy how they're actually they just shoot themselves. The BBC is just getting worse and worse. But also the BBC talking about this, the things that the the things they are they kicked up a stink about this simple little fracas with Jeremy Clarkson and things yeah. at the time. But what they're doing is you've got Keith Vaz on the the select committee guy who does the uh-huh. you hold people with in front of the, the kangaroo court. Um, yeah. but uh, also you've got him but they've got Lord Janner who is recently who's been accused of uh, oh, yeah, child, child, yeah, child molesting yeah. says he's got blinking uh, no, or got dementia yeah. which he, but he can, he's happily oh oh, there's my contract for House of Lords to keep myself a seat oh yeah. there's some money that's a nice figure I'll just sign oh I can sign that that's good I'll remember, remember that I've got dementia but I can remember that yeah. so and he's uh, happily but he won't come to trial Keith Vaz he's a uh, yeah. And money can bring him, but he's a muppet. They're totally, but yeah. they, it's ridiculous. This guy's getting away uh, with blue murder. No. And they won't, uh, it's ridiculous. So, but uh, that's the BBC for you. They're corrupt as anything. You pay, you pay your license, you scrap the license fee and get off. Basically, you people privatise it. Privatise yeah. it and get somebody. And then you pay a fee, innit? Exactly. You, watch you, it, you, get, pay, you pay a fee. Pay a fee. You pay money anyway, but you just change it. Yeah. Just get people who are, want to advertise it and they'll make the money from advertisers, like on ITV. Well, the thing is, BBC already advertise their own programmes. Exactly. So if you're watching something at the end of every show, or say, you know, 8 o'clock tomorrow or whatever, there's this programme, mm-hmm. a wildlife programme, you know, as a programme. I guess 
climate change, exactly. you know, and then some other kind of stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, crazy. It's absolutely mad. It's, uh, mm-hmm. But the BBC are just a waste of time. And if they got a company into I found a great name, actually. Instead oh. of the Victoria Darvish show, it should be called Victoria's Victims. Exactly. And there's always a victim of someone someone suffered depression and something else. And please, no, no offence to anyone who's had um, depression. But, you know, it's always a victim. It's a victim show. I don't, I've, I've not actually watched Victoria Darvish show. She's really quite boring as hell. Like. Well, she was better today because it was a political one and she had to be. But um, uh, she's normally incredibly just... It's always about somebody who's had some kind of issue mm-hmm. and they're just saying, oh, what happened to you? And then they go into this terrible story of something. Mm-hmm. It's just depressing. I mean, you know, people oh. watch EastEnders and then they jump off a bridge. This is just like, you know, I mean, this is during the boring <laughs> TV. And they were just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. <coughs> you were just like, for goodness sake, yeah. life is better than that, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's you know... It's not the BBC, boring to watch. They don't, and the stuff you get churned out and when it's holidays, like, programmes are about 50 years old, you go... I don't pay you that. I've seen that about 50,000 times already. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see something new. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, no wonder people are watching Sky or watching the cable or yeah. watching yeah. This, other things. It's just, oh, man, it's bonkers. I mean, obviously, I've got Amazon Prime. Um, and I thought of changing to Netflix. Well, I've, I mean, I hardly ever watch the videos now on Amazon Prime and the movies because, to be honest, everybody else has got them. And for a while, they were they were good, but it was still, the, what was it, Film 4? Or that, or the mm-hmm. one that was, what was it, Love Film, it used to right. be. Um, and it was still kind of it was okay it, did, it kind of seemed to have a lot of movies and it slowed down quite a bit in terms of you didn't get all the new movies mm-hmm. and I think things like Netflix or, the, or basically Sky has the monopoly really on it um, because you get everything quicker than anybody else so I think you can get it on Now TV as yeah. well I think they've got yeah. quite a lot um, I don't know about Talk Talk and the other ones if how, how good they are or not or is it not there's a Wiki TV or something I don't know if you have Orange Orange is that thing where you can, get a, you can get a movie for a pound or something. Um, but um, but and they're quite quite all the recent ones as well. And, and um, but um, you, can go, you can go with BT and if you want to cancel you, you want, or you want to try and sort something out, you have to go through a hundred different you have to places. Go through, but half, you have to go half the, half the people are in a different part of the world. Uh, so That's <laughs> why I've got utility warehouse. Yes. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> they'll say, oh, let's... Uh, I need help. And uh, uh, we'll phone you back. <laughs> but Sky is like that. I remember I took out the free deal they had at Christmas time about two years ago um, to get mo- it was to get three movies for two months. I thought, brilliant. Christmas time, lovely for the kids and for the family yeah. to have free movies to watch. And then, But they said you had to cancel it within two months. And they said, right, this is the date you need to cancel it by. So I phoned on that day, you know, the day before. They said, this who's, phone who's this? And that was me. Um, the, I, got, I, got, I got Sky. Well, I've got Sky anyway for the Formula One. Oh. But um, I tried the, the free, they're offering mo- the movie channel for a month, for two months for free. Right. But you had to cancel it by a certain day beforehand right. to allow the time so you wouldn't be charged. And they were going to be charged like about £16 a month. Right. Now, even though I did it within that time, and it was the day before they said to do it by, which is fine, they said phone on them whenever it was, the 25th of February or something, and, and or 20th of February. And uh, so I phoned on the 20th of February, and I, had to, I literally I was on the phone for about 40 minutes. And every time the person said, are you sure you want to cancel your movies? I was like, yes, I'm absolutely sure. I agree to cancel the movie, the movie subscription. Um, and, they, and then they would put me on hold and then they say, all right, we're just putting that through for you. And then you go through to another department, right, retentions or something else. Oh. And it, it, well, it took me a good 40 minutes to actually cancel it. And then, I st- and then they said I'd gone over the time limit. I don't know how I managed to go over the time limit because I was a day before mm-hmm. they told me. So I was still charged about £8 in the end. Um, but, but I should have had two months free. But because I thought, well, I've got F1 anyway, I'm not cancelling it. So I just kept it. But I mean, it's, they're appalling that way. So, right. you know, the, the big ones, because they have to be, because they're desperate to hang on to you. 
and they're desperate to try and get as much money out of you as they can. Exactly. And that's what they do, you know. Um, but some of them are really bad. I've, I've heard of people, um, in fact, oh, Jonathan, he oh. had to go to Ofcom. Um, because he went through, somebody changed his telephone provider, he was with BT, mm-hmm. and then they, somebody from, I think it was either Talk Talk or one of the main companies, I think it was Talk Talk, um, basically he got a letter saying that thanks for changing over to Talk Talk, and he hadn't even spoken to anyone. And it, and it took him about, he was without internet for two months, because he went straight back to BT to say, look, somebody's trying to switch this without my permission. So then they had to check it all and go back and forth. And eventually he was without he was without internet for two months. Uh-huh. So he got he got refunded and he got they gave him some money and people had talked talk about done. Um, but it was it was really dodgy. Wow. And I had to go I had to write a major complaint. It was to Ofcom to actually get anywhere with it. And uh, but uh, but no, you've got to watch because they're like, like the dodgy switchers that just take postcodes and numbers because they're under such pressure to get deals. Right. They just say, oh yeah, I've spoken to this person and they press enter, yeah, and they haven't even done it. Because uh, my, my mother-in-law got a funny a funny uh, letter the other day saying that somebody reported her dead, and uh, <laughs> someone had <laughs> said that she was no longer alive. Sounds so right. uh, so and they got through to, to utility. So utility wrote out to confirm and just to make sure this was correct. And obviously they found out that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> so it's obviously people going through because like the neighbours got the same thing. They were all told they were dead in that <laughs> building. Seriously? Yeah, so they would change over to another provider. My and uh, so they've obviously had people come in. Round the streets, maybe they couldn't get in. <clears throat> you know, so we'll just we'll just turn them over anyway. Must want to be mother in law. They must have been going through the letter bins or something to say, uh, you know, so to, to get details or numbers to be able to say, oh, this is our, you know, this is our membership number and the rest of it. Just <laughs> so say, most folk we want their mother in law dead usually. <laughs> uh, I had to explain to them that my mother in law is alive, yeah, so and that's what it was kind of like. But, no, would, but it's long. shocking. <laughs> but it was shocking. I mean, that, that certain companies would do that. You know, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, so what, what movies what was your last movie you saw now oh yes I saw did I tell you I saw Exodus Gods and Kings uh, you, you, that, you said that on the last, the last one, one. Yeah. I, um, went to, I went to see uh, well for me I went to see um, Avengers Age of Ultron it's supposed to be quite good is it any good um, I didn't I wasn't that convinced with the first one after. I enjoyed the first one I see the second one it's alright is it okay yeah. it's, it's good Um yeah, I think there's, is there's so many of these things. I mean, they're going to do a Batman versus Superman. I saw the trailer for that, and that looks a bit kind of strange. I don't know. I don't understand. Batman's like usually a goodie, and so Superman's a heavy unit. Yeah, yeah, so it makes it look Batman looks very envious of Superman. There was something on the trailer it kind of builds it looks like that. It's but it's going to be, I don't know if that will kind of work. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, though, the Minions film. I can't wait to see that. Right. It just looks it's so. Already. Is it just, I thought it was coming in yeah, June. It's already. I'll have to go and see that then. It's in, it's in it should be out, yeah, I think it is. Hey? Yeah, there was a late night showing. I'm going to see it tonight, but um, it because it, it, it looks so funny. It just looks brilliant. Because you've got the well, anyway, yeah, Age of Ultron. It was good enough. It left it open because it's going to be. It's definitely going to be another one. Because uh, uh, well, they always will. But they were potentially. You, I get you get cinema. You got a thing on Facebook, Cinema Blend or something, or it tells you some updates and news and films and developments right. coming and what's happening, right. especially the Marvel things. Um, I did like the second Captain Indeed. America that they did about six months that, ago. That, I, I didn't good. enjoy that. I thought that was really good. There's another one coming out soon. And, uh, also and the first one was very they're good. They're making that. a new like Fantastic Four with the younger kids. That looks quite good. I saw a trailer right. for that. Oh. Fantastic Four, that's coming out Yeah, that was, soon. that was okay, wasn't it? Um, they're making a new Terminator. That, and that's coming Terminator out in Genesis somewhere. Genesis is out soon. That'll yeah. be good. I look forward to seeing that. Right. Um, there's a lot of Pretty good films coming out. Yeah, it should be quite good. It should be quite interesting. So it's all. There's a Mad Max, which is supposed to have done. I know. It's supposed to get a very good review. Yeah, it's a rave review 
on all over the place. So I've seen. I remember the first one. The, the, Mel Gibson was really good because it was kind of on his own and uh, quite quite hard going. But yeah. you know, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they've done with the new I, one. I seem to get. I seem to get reviews. I'm not sure how. What I mean? Uh, I don't know what we're going to see it. Yeah. It's funny how, because they're all redoing old films. Uh, and I remember going to see, I mean, I loved the original Total Recall. And then a few years ago, Colin Farrell did it with a new one. Uh, and it, it had the option to be brilliant. But it the, just wasn't. It didn't look it, as good. No, it, 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 first, it wasn't as good. As, first, obviously, it's just not Arnie, really. Yeah, yeah. it needed Arnie <coughs> in it. It needed him to do some kind of. Because the, 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 first, yeah. the, first, the first, the first, the first bit, he knew it wasn't going to be very good, was. Uh, when he's on Mars and he's basically the woman with the three breasts and uh, you see them in the film but uh, in the new one he just he just uh, hit it and thought really? <laughs> is this it, it wasn't right to make a, no. a redo it needed it, it wasn't because it, 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 it was funny but it was also uh, a proper thriller and it was quite obviously there's a bit of language in it but it was kind of but you know it was brilliant it was for that time the 80s was the best time I still think some mm. of the best movies came out in the 80s Arnie's Ar- Ar- just brought a, de- a new film um, yeah it's the one about the zombie when uh, his daughter becomes yeah, a zombie yeah, and, and he has serious, to eh? yeah and it's one of it's did not win something at one of the film uh, festivals or something uh, good it's, got, it's a good recommendation it's good. Aye, it looks yeah. brilliant Aye, yeah. I, I like Arnie I think he's he's always been quite he's, good he's knocking on 70 he's almost 70 and he's still He's yeah. fit, he's keeping himself in good shape, he's, yeah. he's just great. I think he's got like a new re- lease of life, it's brilliant. Yeah, well, when you leave politics like you normally do. Exactly. But did you see there's a great skit um, that, that, uh, that um, Sylvester Stallone did, I'm sure you shared it, I, I, I saw the, it before the, you the did, War- but the, the Warburton's War- advert, it's, I saw the full <laughs> version on YouTube. It's funny. And it's, if, you, if you're listening yeah. to that, go onto YouTube and find the Warburton's uh, uh, advert with Sylvester Stallone, the full version. Very funny. It's one of the funniest things you'll see in a long time. They're all making fun of, really, it's kind of like The Expendables, but it's it's, it's, it's called The Deliverers, and it's very, very funny. Um, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. So, uh, <coughs> we're going to talk about it a bit more, actually, because we've got the hat trick here. I did one briefly, I talked to it briefly. Is, well, this is a, what really pisses you off? Mm. Let's not talk about politics again. <laughs> no, let's not talk about politics. Come back to that and what, what annoys me? What really pisses you off? <laughs> um, oh, God, well, from being in Edinburgh tonight, the, how they managed to get away with these horrendous traffic schemes, I just don't know how they get away with it. Putting traffic lights, not only does it look as ugly as anything, like on George Street, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, now, now I don't think you can actually get along with certain parts of George you Street. Can, they've made it, it into a cycle lane, and even where, where Wesley Owen used to be, at the West End, that's all now closed it's, off, then, that'll isn't be, it? That'll be, they've been trialling it until September this year, it comes out. For nah. a whole year, you've got to wait because it's like pedestrian. It's like the kind of uh, cafe styles a bit for the warmer uh, weather. But, but people used to drive their cars along there. They used to yeah, park up, you know, they used to go to the expensive shops, uh, go and get their, their big expensive clothes, mm-hmm. and then their big Range Rovers, pay the parking fees, and, and drive off again, creating a lot of revenue, making it good for businesses. And I just don't think, fair enough, there's other places people can walk to. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Princess Street, which is now only buses only. So, you know, the, the, the pavement's quite wide. But, the, you know, George Street was always quieter anyway. And you need to be able to get to places. And if you mm-hmm. cut everything off from cars or you, you cut off your main city centre areas from cars, I just don't think it's going to work. And you, you're just putting the cost on business. Nobody's going to be able to afford to be there. You know, you'd be walking around, but there's not going to be any shops because they won't be able to afford it, you know? Exactly. No, it's it's. Um, I think you need, well, to, and also the transport just makes it. I mean, I just wouldn't come into Edinburgh now. Uh, you know, I. Well, uh, well, apart from traffic and traffic lights, the Edinburgh's crap system. What else? What else pisses you off? Um, apart from, no. from Nicholas Sturgeon. 
I think as well, I mean, I remember, I mean, people say, oh, you know, they're really good, these, these lot are good at keeping costs down. But when I, when I came to Edinburgh in 1994, it was, my council tax bill was something like £70 a month or £60 a month. And when I left in 2010, it was £1,500 a year. So it oh. doubled, it more than doubled in price. And I don't think, I wasn't getting anything more from that. Nothing, nothing more. And okay, you might say, well, how's the benefit or rent, whatever it was, income support was still there in, in 1994, you know, equivalent. And yet now you might say, well, okay, that was, that was there, I might have did that a little bit here and there. But I didn't need, you know, but other than that, there was nothing that I gained from, double, from having to pay double my income, in double my mm. council tax for a two-bedroom flat in Edinburgh. It's crazy. It's you know? I just think, when people say they want social justice, beware, because it's going to cost you, and you're not going to see any kind of justice that's going to be classed as any kind of improvement. Right. You know? Very true. Well, what, what kind of... I think what drives you off pisses me off. <laughs> I think you've probably got a long list. What kind of pulls a nerve, shall we say? What, um, what hits the sore spot? Um, well, I certainly... People who don't pay you. Aye, that is and you have bills that don't get paid. Aye, Muppet. Contractors is what I want. Contractors don't actually pay their bills when you get a job for them. They're pain in the ass. Eventually, because I just want to go around with a sledgehammer and kind of go. Remember, we are on on uh, broadcasting. Oh, we are broadcasting. Good thing is we're not. Good thing is we're not regulated by Ofcom, which is a bonus. <laughs> so we should be we're right there. But to be honest, we're not a sledgehammer. Go into them and say, "Hmm, wanna, <laughs> do you want to go on a couple of acres? You can go crack." <laughs> so you want to be a farmer here, some acres, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just be and give a and take a sledgehammer to their nuts and say, "Hmm." <laughs> Do you want to Remember, we don't condone any type of violence on this show. No, we don't. But uh, <laughs> but yes, it's, we just happen to like doing it. Ish. <laughs> We're not the great ones. Uh, some not paid you for a while. Well, <laughs> I can see this has been building up for a bit. People like that. <laughs> yeah, that's Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it again. It's actually quite funny uh, in a sense. Is uh, I don't. Uh, when you're typing a message, can you tell by the tone of your typing? <laughs> So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you were accused of that, weren't you? Yeah, somebody said, I don't like the tone of your typing. Yeah, somebody, somebody didn't like your tone. I've never heard that before. I know, somebody, they said I didn't like your tone. I thought, how can, how can you... So if you're typing a message, can you tell me somebody's... I don't like the tone of your typing! You know. So what? <laughs> Hello? Sorry. Am I saying... I didn't raise my voice. You can hear me speak when I'm typing, my, typing on Facebook. Uh it's something, isn't it? No, when you're typing an email, can the, per- can the person you're sending it to can hear the tone of your typing? <laughs> it's, it's bonkers. So, dodge. <laughs> I think you must have wound that person up. Well, and it's person when they wind you up back and they can't take the. the it just it really just frustrates you. People who, I mean, uh, you do you know people. I mean, okay, we've all got our viewpoints, right? Uh-huh. And some people, I think, just have their viewpoints, but don't see the bigger picture. And I was speaking to somebody on the phone today. And tell them just talking about stuff and asking them the question. Now this is the big. I'm going to, I'm going to lead into politics a bit here. With apologies, but well, it's about time we covered that anyway. Yeah, we need to, yeah. <laughs> boring the hell out. Really boring hell Don't out. worry, it's going to be good news stories. Yeah. Good stories, yeah. funny stories. Hey, boring. Hey, boring. And you can maybe be able to tell by the to- tone of our typing and um, what we're talking about. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I'm typing oh, angrily. <laughs> Don't talk to me in the tone of in that. Don't talk to me in that tone of your, that tone. It's like saying it's a what? Fireable offence. Yes. But it's easily offended. <laughs> this is like bunker. So 
If you're if your boss pisses you off and you're sending him an email, just make sure you make sure you watch your tone and your typing. <laughs> kids on the show trying to learn the language. Uh, but anyway, are they good kids? Where? Well, they could be teenagers listening to the show. Teenagers? Are you trying to say they won't know what we're? They'll no. probably. But let's get, let's, let's be a good example for them, Fraser. They'll probably tell us go. Uh, no. Be, doing a Rick be a good example. Be doing a Rick Mail. Be a good example, especially for our American listeners. American listeners don't like bad language. Don't they? No. So, well, what is and we've got at least one in New York. Okay. So we don't want to lose that one. Well, how do you know? If you listen to some podcasts in America, there's. Yes, but overall, American big, listeners. American protocol, they don't like bad language. How do you know? Because I remember listening to other, other, other podcasts, mm. and they said that you when they went to America, they were told to watch their P's and Q's. You, you listened to and the I did. I listened to a few others, and quite a few of them have all said they're all very polite. If you watch the American political interviews, especially, mm. they're very polite. Mm. So it must be very polite. Until they go off air, they're like. <laughs> well, they go off air is up to them, <laughs> but when they're on air. <laughs> when they go off air, it's like, what the. Huh? <laughs> there was a very funny thing about, about Billary, sorry, Hillary. And that was uh, <laughs> Billary Clinton. Uh, yeah, and and, they said, and it was one of the write-ups. It's from James Delapoint. and said, "If you want to know what Hillary's standing for, it's basically herself, yeah. because on her Twitter account, it's literally everyone that she's following mm. is like the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton <laughs> High School, the Clinton Charity, and you know Bill Clinton, and she's got nobody else at all on it except her own relations or her own societies or businesses, and uh, and so you just think, is she really for anyone else? No, she's just for herself." So I mean, I've just got a, got a, no, I'll, be, I'll read that out. Is that a complaint from Ofcom yet? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ofcom haven't, thankfully, haven't regulated the podcast yet, thankfully, because under-regulated quangos, you weren't even elected, the bunch of, <clears throat> yes. But uh, anyway, what, what was, yeah, anyway, talk about what pissed me off a little bit, and that's partly things that what annoys, tore, what annoys me. Uh, so, uh, what else annoys me? Yeah, I mean, you're, you see when you're driving, uh-huh. and you get some right dithery folk that sit in front of you, you don't know where they're going, and they just, they don't, they don't, they can't decide whether they're going in one lane or two lanes. And there are a few times recently, I tell you, I, was, I, was, I told in a recent podcast, I was driving in the bypass and somebody just went off right into, right in the, the space. They, they, in, the middle, in the middle lane, there's three lanes. Uh, I think obviously the, mid, the outer lane blends into the middle lane to make it two. Uh, uh, they obviously, instead of indicating, just went right in front of me. I tell you, if I'd hit them, I'd tell you, so uh, thankfully that what I drive is a bit, quite sturdy, a van, uh, I'd hit them. Their car would have been absolutely mangled, probably, and they'd be got. I just feel going, you served you right, you daft yeah, cow. Yeah, you'd be on the video cameras as well, they probably would have. It's stupid, is it? But the people, people, people don't d- look, they now, they don't look People who dither away driving or just yeah. trying, it's ridiculous. Like, what? Well, we've uh, got a lot of motability cars on the road, and a lot of these people, you know, maybe they've got you know, difficulties moving their neck uh, or that, so they kind of found it difficult to move, you know, look over their shoulder or things. And that, that's where your blind spot is, you've got to be able uh, to look behind you. To be able to see, so if you've got a lot of folk who are driving and maybe struggle to turn or to have good movement, that can affect them. Now, and some of them have have bigger mirrors and the rest of it to try and avoid help to tackle that. But um, there's no doubt about it. As you get a more elderly, pop, you know, population, um, you're going to have more issues with people slowing down a bit. And and it, but I know, I mean, either I just try and get past them as quickly as I can, um, or just give them plenty of room. And that's the. So let's say, um, so anyway, apart from what annoys me and what annoys you. And uh, apart from now, we're gonna. gonna what? Well, the election's done. It's been. It's passed. Yeah. It's been a. Let's just say whether the result was what you wanted or not. It was. It's happened. Mm-hmm. It's um, which is a good thing. But it's. 
result. You're going to get a result anyway. There's a lot of scare tactics, I think, in, in making. I think the whole Labour, SNP, Nicola Sturgeon um, getting in bed with uh, Ed Miliband or the. Um, the, the, the Thunderbird yeah. Thunderbird well, in bed with the crankies <laughs> literally <laughs> it's a scary the, the Thunderbird puppet from Mogadon with one string missing um, yeah. basically <laughs> it's all about anti-austerity that's all we're going to hear <laughs> well the problem is see okay whether we voted the people who voted SNP the, the way obviously the whole system the old the voting system is flawed mm-hmm. I mean you've got parties like Greens, UKIP and that, they were getting a lot more... We had to get 4 million votes to get one, or 3.7 million votes to get one MP. Exactly, it's crazy. Not the, the Greens got one MP with one million votes, and I think the Tories got a, a one MP for every 20,000 votes, so they're about... It's so basically... We would have had 83 votes, UKIP would have had 83 votes, sorry, 83 um, MPs if they had, if it had been proportional representation. Right. And the Tories would have got somewhere like 240, the Labour would have had about 200 and so SNP were only going to be on about so 20 we, we would have had a hung parliament either way yeah. or quote we'd had to do that would be interesting well the, well, the Tor- well, yeah, well yeah I mean it would, it would have been Tory UKIP because Tories with UKIP would have given them I think it was going to be about 240 so 83 that's 320 odd to be just short but then they probably could have had Lib Dems or, or a few others that would have uh, done it you know yeah. um, but uh, uh, but then think about what they could have done with a UKIP Tory coalition my goodness cuts you've never seen anything like it <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, it, would be, it really would be cut and burn <laughs> you know. wind, wind farms getting taken out <laughs> sorry wind farms get rid of them it would be that famous phrase from the dark knight rises with the joker saying let the city burn it's you know what it is like you know I mean that's get, what it would have been well, that, but, uh, to be honest with you they should start getting rid of these wind farms they're a waste of money they can make the countryside look awful we've uh, got more coming up in Duns we've got a big one in Duns coming that's, that's, they want to put up um, there's a big meeting in the county hall about that. It's crazy. We seized, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, on the news, there was a farmer who was a piece of, uh, on, on the news, a farmer on a piece of land. Mm. He was offered by a housing develop, a housing company, development company, uh, to, they were going to build about 10,000 homes and create a mini village with, all the, all, with homes and uh, shops and blah, blah, blah. Mm. He was offered 270 odd million pounds to buy it. Goodness. to buy that bit of land and he said no <laughs> he could have been a millionaire but, yeah, the reason, yeah. but the reason why he said no is because when coming off them more no it's because uh, no it's because the the lose the effect of the amount of people around the community and the countryside the walks and the view and all that so it's just what people uh, like to have it's, it's uh, like down the road here camel and they built uh, houses they lose uh, the thing it'd be gridlock but it's the, because of the see, this, effects this was the issue they had as well I remember listening to the James O'Brien show and it was on LBC coming up from the Jaguar tour that we did last week or two weeks ago and he was doing the same old I mean he is pretty left wing and he has no kind of qualms about that but he was trying to argue against the UKIP case and saying you know that we're not we're not overrun we're not there isn't this problem with immigration yeah. and you'll find he always says well the people who who complain about immigration are in the areas where there hardly is any mm-hmm. and I come back to him and, and would say well hang on that's very there's a reason why because if you're in an area you see what happens to other places when they mm-hmm. get overrun so therefore um, if you're in an area where it's where it's still fairly not you know kind of you could say British you know it's been mainly British minorities for, for for some time they're going to keep that going they're going to say well actually that's how we would like it to remain we don't want to have you know they say that multiculturalism hasn't worked and you know we see that, that some groups are not integrating that well yeah. and therefore why why not you know we we wouldn't want that and they did say well 
you know, 85% of, of, of parents are able to get their children into, a, into the preferable school around yeah. the country. And this is, so therefore it's not as bad as what people think. But if you go, you know, that, it might, that's only one section. There's a whole, you know, that doesn't say, well, what about jobs? You know, yeah. what about rent? You know, we know there's a huge housing crisis and we don't, people, we don't have enough rented accommodation available and so on. Oh. So that's just, so that's another side that they've managed to forget about. And even if getting a, into, getting a child into a school just now is okay, if you've got another 300,000 people over the next five years, you know, every year coming in, that's one and a half million. What's it going to be like in five years' time? Is it still going to be 85%? You know, they're not going to be able to keep up with the amount of schools and other necessary investment um, to be able to supply the, the, the services that we need. So it's only going to get worse if we keep that attitude. Mm-hmm. So I think his argument falls apart very quickly. But unfortunately, the kind of people he was interviewing, um, were, you know, he just, they, they, they weren't able to see it that way. You know, they just said, oh, they are making a difference. But if they do something, they said, well, you know, if I'm in the borders and I'm saying I'd quite like to keep it the way it is, because I've seen what happens elsewhere... And I don't like it. And I don't want that to happen to the borders. Now, there are some areas, in, like for example, in Duns, we've got um, people coming into, you know, that work in different companies, which is fine. And there is a bit. But there is still, there's even tensions where I am. You right. know, because people say, well, they don't speak the language. And they don't, yeah. they, they go into the square and they don't speak the language. I could understand quite easily why that might offend people. And what people might not feel, that, you know, is that an example of multiculturalism working? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. It's another one. She also... I mean, you actually just okay, we're just jumping around here, so it's all kind of flexible tonight. We're just uh, on our podcast looking at general news, trying not to bore you too much. Uh, just talking at the general stuff that's going on, you know, as I say. Well, talking, it's Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband. Oh, David Miliband is completely kind of said to his brother that, that it really was hopeless. He's like, crap. So he said, Hi, big bro, how are you doing? Where'd you know your leadership campaign? It was shit. It's a backwards Labour campaign which failed to woo the middle class. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's absolutely, oh, it's bonkers, you know. So, I mean, so, so pretty much he's, after being stabbed in the back by his brother, he's, then off to, he ends off to Ibiza with his wife. Uh, was, I, was it, it was that song, I'm going to Ibiza, diddly diddly, I'm going to be there for some time. Clubbing with his wife in Ibiza. <laughs> They don't want him back, so... Sorry, exactly. <laughs> Me so, as well just stay away. And you've got Ed, so David Miliband, his brother, he's been in America. Making he's money. Making some money, and uh, he's basically said his campaign was crap. So basically, I think the bottom line is... I wonder if he'll... I don't think he'll come back, though. He's not going to, he doesn't want to. Because they've all got that same... They were all from the same era, and all that that era of 2008. I mean, it was great when Ed, when Ed Balls got lost he his got, seat. Got that was fantastic. I, mean, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. He was trying to be moral high, and he was all trying to... Try to stand up proper to and suddenly, yeah. <laughs> Try to basically when he lost it, it's great. The men had big names that went out were fantastic. It was, uh, I mean, it was absolutely very, it was brilliant. Well, uh, with all of the Thames, I mean, it really was a live demolition. Yeah. I mean, they were, there's, I mean, I mean, Vince Cable, I remember him being in an interview just on Wednesday, whatever it was, saying, oh, there's no way that it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. a, a majority for the Tories. And, you know, sure enough, <laughs> it's been happening. It's got out. All got booted out. Well, I'll tell you something. The Tories, the bottom line, Tories have got majority, uh, which is one thing. So all the all the spaces that have been available have been vacated by the Lib Dems is now yeah. being filled by Tories. Uh-huh. Just to state the obvious there. Um, so the bottom line is it's going to be interesting. You've got, but the problem is you got Nick Reed, Jimmy Hankey, Nicholas Sturgeon is going to be chipping at the heels of uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of David Cameron. And then seeing all these. The, you've got half the SNP people that got voted in. They're only about twenty years old, 
and they've got no experience. I mean, what experience have they got? They're going to say... They do know two words. Well... Anti-austerity. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> they'll, they'll be standing up. They'll be in the, in the House of Commons saying, can we... Order, order, can we speak? Can the wee... wee, uh, wee they've written it on their arm. Aye, so the wee... Anti-austerity. <laughs> <laughs> that's my question. The, the, the wee SNP wifey in the corner can speak. And that, exactly. They're <laughs> going to say, anti-austerity. And, and all Carmen's going to do is say... No. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Next. <laughs> they're going to get eaten alive in the parliament. They're just going to be so... You mean, how can you have a 20-year-old put a 20... Somebody's 20. Yeah. And it's not as if there's some Gladstone... She's not like she's... You know, greatest... You know, one that, that would have... That would have moved yeah. it but they're well, a they're real probably, character. They probably, probably, just... probably only started in politics about five months ago. Uh, and it's like, oh, I understand. Well, some of them have barely been members of the of the party, the SNP, for less than a year. Ah, yeah, or, you know, barely a year. How much do I know about politics? I've only just left school. I've just got my nappies changed. Yeah. It's like crazy. It's uh, like... Well, they, it's going to be a it's going to be a hard learning curve for them, a very okay, steep learning curve. And I just don't think much someone will be up to it. And I think they'll start saying things to, about other MPs that are maybe not not very good. Well, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if some of them have to resign because they'll say, I mean, that one in Edinburgh, that's why the Labour one that held the seat was at Edinburgh South, right. because the Labour the SNP candidate had said all sorts of horrendous things, so they didn't really they were struggling with that candidate, right. so that's what lost them it there. Right. Um, because they'd said horrendous things about other people, I think they they regarded old people as as you know useless and everything else. And it's horrend- they'd said horrendous things, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why they lost in Edinburgh South. But um, I think it was Edinburgh South that they lost because yeah. um, there was only one Labour seat, one Tory seat, yeah, one Lib Dem seat. Was, so yeah. um, not much choice and all thing. But you know, mm-hmm. um, but and I think there's going to be more of them because they're young and they're maybe going to get in, they're going to get into their emotional debate, and that's when I think they'll lose it. Or I mean, wait till they get on to this week and mm-hmm. question time. And then that's really going to be, you know, it's going to be the Muppet Show. You know, I, mean, I did see a great picture of somebody put in their garden. Of, it said, uh, "Vote for the Muppets. You're going to get one anyway." You know, and <laughs> exactly. it was like, you know, you've got, you've, got, uh, <laughs> you've, got, you've got basically uh, what's it? So it's going to be. Yeah. I just think, but I mean, they're 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 against the groove of of basic sense and economic plan. I, I mean, the West is, as much as okay. As much as I'm a proud Scot and I enjoy it, I think having standing up for Scotland is good, but with a party, it's not going to bankrupt us and have us end up with yeah. just uh, and fiddle the figures. They can't add up. You yeah. try to overestimate things just to win, not be realistic, yeah. which is crazy because you've got to pay for things. If they want to put yeah. in Sturgeon, if she does get full fiscal autonomy, you get yeah. all the, the powers, she's not going to know what to do with them. She's going to think, oh, we have to pay for this now. Uh, how are we going to well, do she'll that? Be off to, she'll be off to Brussels trying yeah. to get some commissioner's job. Because I honestly thought that when they did the referendum last year, they think I think most of them thought there's no chance they'll win it, even though they were putting on this idea that they thought they would. And when it got close enough, because the Better Together yeah. campaign was so terrible that they actually had a chance of winning it, that they realised, oh, we better start getting this right. Now, they had lied to everyone saying they could pay for everything. They kept using this tax loophole, saying, you know, we, we, oh. we give out more in taxes than, we, than what we take back, um, with everything else taken into account. And yet, the real the real proof of this that was mm-hmm. a, that was a complete nonsense was that when they were offered full fiscal autonomy, you know, when they've been offered this in all their interviews now, um, they were saying, "Oh no, we don't want that because we need only a few of the economic levers, as they always use, as they always say, like welfare and business taxes, you know, to try and create the jobs." And yet, all of their policies have been more welfare, in, yeah. increasing all. So they're not going to create more jobs either with that attitude anyway. And the fact is, if they were uh, politicians of conviction. They would say, "Give us full fiscal autonomy right now, because we know Scotland can pay." 
Result. It can pay for it, we'll be responsible. But they're not, they're yellow-bellied. Just like the old, that's what the West would call the old Wild West would say, they're a bunch of yellow-bellied cowards. Because <laughs> if they actually said that they could, you know, if they, all the things they told the voters last year, saying that Scotland pays for itself, <coughs> obviously it doesn't. Because if you've got full fiscal autonomy, you have to pay out only what you take in. And if they are refusing to accept full fiscal autonomy, which is what mm-hmm. now the, the general, I mean, the general, general idea is going to be that's what Cameron is going to give them, mm-hmm. then they, they can forget it. They're, they are not credible if they're not prepared to accept that. That's crazy. It's just the... Uh, it's going to be interesting. Come, yeah. You've got a year for the... I'm, I'm sort of listening to you, but I'm trying to look at other things and at the same time so we can actually talk about... <laughs> so try to do two things. Trying to multitask. Multitask, but fairly... Two men. Bad. That's going to just cause chaos. I know. <laughs> the Nazis will be going, trying to multitask. Bloody hell. My word. Um, what do you think of the... What do you think of the new Wild Baby then? Oh yeah, no, that was lovely. I thought that was lovely. Very, incredibly quick, mind you. They're in, in the morning and out by the afternoon. Mind, mind you, the, similarly, the, the, the hospital they went to cost about £6,000 a night. It didn't look like a hospital. It looked oh, like, yeah. more like a posh hotel, didn't it? Well, That's what happens when you go private. I mean, that yeah. can't be, obviously it's not NHS, because they're not, well, you know, must, well yeah, they won't be paying, but, but I mean... The she she went in about half six in the morning, and uh-huh. the baby about half eight, so uh-huh. it was quick. And out. she looked incredibly well. Oh, for it, after the, you know to be coming after a few well, hours. I mean, two, and, two hours later, she basically she might go and do. She never know what to do in there. I mean, she's got she's a royalty, basically. So basically, after a two a two hour session, two hour pregnant giving birth after two hours, that's quicker than a a, a, a normal episode in the toilet with constipation yeah. after a bad a bad. That was only local curries. That's exactly local curries. That's uh, it's been. Anyway, they looked amazing. I mean, well, don't uh, forget the hair just got. Seeing she's she's been probably sweating her ass off trying to pop this thing out. Uh, it's finally popped out and she's like oh bloody hell she's probably filming it's probably had popped about 10 red bulls just to get some energy got <laughs> the hairdressers in to do her all up and she's and got her dressed up and to make her look at least presentable she's probably feeling like she's probably feeling well like I she, thought they did pretty well I, uh, I did quite admire that when uh, when William um, got into his, his Prince William got into his Range Rover he had a uh, brand new lovely Range Rover and he just clipped his eyes, eyes a fixed seat in uh, with the wee baby in it um, and uh, and but it looked it, was, it looked like oh great great British success story with these Range Rovers Aye. and all that kind of stuff and it was nice and I think it was a great occasion and I, I I love the Royals I'm 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 definitely I think they're it's great for Queen when she says double seven says uh, man Nicholas Sturgeon make it look like an accident you're not gonna <laughs> forget that one it's just funny <laughs> some of these some of these people who do the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> do these pictures on Facebook are funny <laughs> do you see imagine that it's just like, it's like when, when we were obviously like this. what's that bus tour that the that the Scotland do you know there's a big famous bus tour that all the old folk go on oh is it Ramsons or something it's, it's a it's a famous bus tour that goes it's a yellow bus or something and it takes all megabus. the pensioners no. no it's not mega bus and oh, it goes over it's like Ramsdens or something oh it's the one oh the and it goes okay. could, oh. no I saw a haggis tour bus uh, actually the day um, oh it's a funny one it's the old it's like Bamber or Bramit it's some thing I could imagine Sturgeon being invited onto a, <laughs> onto a coach to go and see the Highlands or something you know nobody will know it was filled with explosives do you know she I know it's a fair thing it's bizarre I think it's a bit well sorry, I'll bring in because she's a Ouija or Glasgow sorry to all your Glasgow people uh, calling you Ouija's but I uh, would just uh, Mine was mentioned it twice oh oops uh, did I say that uh, but good no. you got your passport on the table there <laughs> oh, hi you're going to be needing that one <laughs> uh, but uh, you got the um, 
Because she, she, I think she got there. She got the flight there to London. I should be flying down there all the time. Aye, but she got, she just got the airport bus back to wherever she in Edinburgh. I mean, so the picture of her on the airport bus. Really? Uh, I was. Uh, when she gets paid, she. I think somebody said she gets paid more than, than 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 uh, David Cameron. Well, she's the highest paid woman politician or something. And she's getting she just. Paid. Which is uh, that shows you. Anyone so much to the SNP looking for anti-austerity? What about starting with the actual MSPs and her? You know, she just chooses and gets all. Oh, we'll make her the highest-paid woman in British she, politics. She's got a more money. It is crazy. It's, it's going to be austerity for everybody else. But the only one who's going to be anti-austerity are the are the women uh, SNP politicians. Exactly. You know, they're yeah. experiencing no austerity whatsoever. <laughs> um, exactly. It's just absolutely bonkers. But anyway, what we're um, on our shows, we want to. If we want to be interviewed, we would like to. If you want, if you've got a talent, if you have. A, something you want to talk about or if you have um, if you're an entrepreneur or you're maybe got a, in a band or you're a solo artist or you're um, anyone but an assassin yes yeah, so as long as you're not from as long as you're not as long as, you, <laughs> as, long as you're not got a membership of ISIS we're alright we don't mind <laughs> so if, uh, don't fancy take it don't want to take it the local street uh, and if you if you be training in suicide bombs just don't apply um, okay moving on uh, let's so, see sorry I was wrong that so um, no so, if you yeah, we're always looking for celebrities would be celebrities celebr- celebr- and uh, people who maybe if you're an act if you're actor actress in music or you I know Fraser likes to interview actresses or models you've had a few models in the I've last few months. done one I need to arrange I've got an element to like I need to phone them I've also got a band uh, I, come, I, I need to uh, sorry a time to interview but um, it's you know like if you like being interviewed I like to interview you guys uh, you might think it's an interview but it could well be a date you know? yeah, uh, <laughs> no. well if just as long as you've got a boyfriend you're okay there's nothing to be afraid of <laughs> don't worry I'm joking we are joking uh, uh, no I love if you shut up <laughs> oh, it'll be a date like you've never had before <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> 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 you don't get that on match.com <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a blind date so just, uh, and, and, and oh huge, you might be blinded by the end of it and uh, so <laughs> huge pink son of black <laughs> I would say get out now while you have the chance you know Thanks. run head for the hills you know <laughs> don't worry you bring, your, bring your bodyguards <laughs> no <laughs> there is a great story though that I, I must I must oh. tell I must tell the Go listeners whoever is still listening out there um, that uh, <laughs> Fraser once used was it a speed dating campaign oh, I to see. get contacts for his business oh, and he gave them <laughs> he gave him his business cards for his that you were doing removals weren't oh, you was brilliant, I won't mention the names but yes he, he gave everyone who he met on the speed dating just for legal he had 30 seconds um, you gave them the business cards it wasn't about dating or anything See, like that oh, hi, it was hi, simply about this doing? is what I do and <laughs> can I get are you moving house <laughs> it was fantastic I thought well that was a brilliant way to use it into your advantage that's one way of doing like, business what if you get one out of 30 I remember you see in the night and that's not bad is it pays <laughs> for itself some desperate housewives <laughs> looking, house looking to be moved you just never know <laughs> so are you lonely dear top tip of the night you uh, know but, um, yeah seriously if you are looking to be if you if you're if you want to be interviewed or looking to be interviewed or uh, or if you've got, you got want to talk about what you do or you know, you've been in business for a long time talk about your business we'd love to talk about it um, it'd be great fun I love interviewing people and we'll give you plenty of publicity uh, publicity yeah free publicity uh, free yeah we'll take just make sure you leave us your bank details afterwards and as we're in the country of anti-austerity free is pretty good not bad yes exactly 
So who you you, you eventually? So when are you going to line up your when are you going to line up your guests? You've got guests just then. Yes, on. I will be getting some very special guests very soon. And soon, as in what twenty seventeen? That might be a nice start. <laughs> no, no, twenty fifteen, summer of twenty fifteen. We'll get them sorted out. Yes, I want to see some guests, motorsport guests. Get your finger out, son. Okay, and, okay. And you get a spank on the back of the legs. Yes. Oh, what's it? Looking towards time. When does it wrap up? Oh, I'm going to that stage. But anyway, uh, as I say, we're this is a nice week. It was a very free, nice, free-flowing chat tonight. A bit more random. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you didn't mind it. Uh, I want to say thank you to all our listeners in America and all around the world. All around the world. Uh, remember, to, you can review us. Uh, you can email us at hatrickandramsey at gmail.com. You can please give us some reviews on iTunes. Can tell us what you think, if it's good or bad. Give us a couple of star ratings or five stars or whatever. Uh, it'd be great to actually get, get find out how we're doing, what you think of us. And, uh, yeah, just please email us, talk to us. Always great to get feedback. Yeah, no, feedback. We want feedback. Good or bad. Yeah, we, uh, we, we hopefully we'll aim to get our trusty analyst uh, on, the, on the, the show at some point when he's... And I'm going to do another car deal show as well. Yeah, so we're going to find out some cars. Uh, hopefully, we'll make it. Having some spectacular savings recently. Good, just so some really good, exciting stuff stop to come. A few couple of cars and make, yeah, so just to uh, give you an example, five grand off a Toyota Rav Four, and bad. more. Starting and Toyota price. never used a discount like that. Was it? What's the starting price? What's the price before? Uh, it should have been about twenty-eight thousand down to twenty-three. So bad. And they're actually quite a nice car. So you got a spare twenty-three grand. You got to the Toyota Rav Four. But there's cheaper, a lot cheaper stuff than that as well. We're going to be also going to name. We've got a couple of people we'd like to mention. Actually, if you're looking to, um, if you want to get a good website done, you can have, um, we recommend a person called Mr. John who does uh, websites freelance. He's good at websites. He's going to be doing ours. Uh, if you're looking for a new website uh, best to email us because there's a lot of Johns out there <laughs> yes uh, there is we'll probably there. recommend this company yes we, we, need to get company. Get we, we, we can recommend guys but if websites. you want to get in contact with us we'll have to also recommend, recommend a cleaning company a holiday night company uh, you need your house cleaned your oven cleaned you can come to edinburghnusters.com if you want to know if about, you're in Edinburgh if you're in Edinburgh but also we do a, slightly further out unless you want to pay for Fraser to go first class to wherever it is you might live yes <laughs> if you want to buy a new car save five grand on a Toyota RAV you come to Cardio Advisor we're going to sort of be CardioAdvisor.com um, soon yep that website's uh, coming if you'd like soon too. to save some money on your el- utilities electricity come to just email us at hatrickandramsey at gmail.com and we'll get your details and contact you soon. Um, so, yeah, so good. Uh, there we go. So, thanks again. Uh, Have a great week. I know. So, till next. And we'll speak to you soon. Um, yeah. Out there on the airwaves, on the podcast airwaves. Yeah. It's goodbye and good night. Okay, take it easy. Uh, have, yeah. Good night. Bye-bye. Interesting.